What's going on, everybody? And welcome into the 100th episode of the Crazy One Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Stephen Gates, and this is a show where we talk about creativity, leadership, design, and all kinds of other things that help creative people. Now, as always, you can listen to all the shows, get the show notes, and a whole lot more. Just head over to thecrazyone.com. It's the crazy and the number one.com. Hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest episodes whenever those come out. And also, the crazy one is now on YouTube. I'm doing career coaching videos, tutorials, masterclasses. You can see past talks of mine and all sorts of other things. Again, just head over to thecrazyone.com slash YouTube and make sure you hit the subscribe button there. And finally, if you've got any questions, you want to keep up with my adventures, you can always follow me on Twitter or Instagram, or you can follow the show on LinkedIn or Facebook. So it's crazy to me that that's the 100th time that I've given that opening. It's crazy to me that this is the 100th episode, just because I I don't know what I thought this was going to be whenever this got started. I don't think I ever thought that far ahead, but... You know, it's just, it's crazy to me that it's come this far. And I've thought a lot about this 100th episode, right? Because it felt like a big milestone. And, and I guess I guess it is. And and I think, you know, for me, it, it's been interesting because I, I've always tried to be as honest as I can be with this show. And, and I see no reason to be able to stop now. I think, you know, there have been moments of great inspiration for me here there have been moments where I've shared some incredible pain and frustration here and this show in particular I don't know what maybe in the struggle that I've had to bring myself to record it maybe is sort of the best version of all of that because you know I have written and rewritten this show I've lost count of how many times right I think normally it's because that's part of my normal process especially for Anytime there's a, a big show, I mean, again, the one about making peace with yourself or about confronting gender bias or a few of those where you just want to make sure you get it right, right? Like there's just, there's some amount of pressure that I sort of put on myself and that, you know, that's not going to be the, the way that it normally goes. And, and I think that's the thing for me, right? Like there's some, there's some of these shows that I hear something, I have some thought and I've got the whole thing written or outlined in 20 or 30 minutes and the short show just comes pouring out of me. And like I said, I think there are other ones where you try to be a little bit more thoughtful. And I, I think then as we start to factor in what has gone on over the past few months with the COVID pandemic, what has gone on over the last few weeks with the, the death of George Floyd, it, it, it just, this feels different. It's felt harder for me to find my way back to this microphone. Because I, I think for me, it's been very much complicated by the fact that this milestone is coupled with the fact that I don't know in the nearly four years of doing this show that I've ever kind of felt more like a fraud. And so I think trying to create this show, trying to record this show has been a struggle. I, I think partially just because, you know, for me in the the time of going through COVID and everything else, trying to find ways of helping in a situation that is so much bigger than any of us, trying to find some way of making an impact, trying to find some way of doing something with that, I think definitely takes its toll. But I, but I think also in light of just recent events, I think you just you can't help in, in just sort of seeing where society and where everything is to be introspective. And I think for me, you know, really reflecting on the fact that I'm a white male who started doing this and working in this industry whenever I was 12 years old because his parents were in this industry 
has left me feeling like the last person that should be giving advice to anybody. Because honestly, I think I've sort of come to the realization that it's just like everybody's had it easier than me. And that in many ways, I think, you know, this show has been fascinating because in some ways this has been about my ego. In some ways it's been about, you know, everybody trying to get the world to pay attention to me or whatever that is. And, you know, it's hard in times like this to try to reconcile that. It's hard to feel like, you know, celebrating or or doing something like that. And it's hard to feel like this is a time when I should be giving advice. And and that's why I said, I think it's just, for me, that's where I'm at. And, and again, I want to kind of continue to try to dispel that because I sit here, I do this show or I do whatever it is that somehow I am immune or different than what everyone else is going through, that I don't feel the responsibility or that I don't get the burnout or that I don't, you know, have the, the struggles or those sort of things as a part of this. And and I think especially that that's where I've kind of struggled with this medium because it's a one-way conversation. I think for a lot of people, whenever they listen to it, it feels more intimate. They, they take the information. They feel like we're having a conversation. I, I recognize that whenever I'm able to talk to people because there just feels like there's a level of connection there that is much deeper than it should be for the amount of time that we have talked. And it's because, again, they've been able to listen to this. And and I don't, at the same time, I don't, I don't ever want to take that for granted or make you feel like that's been disrespected or anything else. Because I think as I've thought about this show, there is no place that makes more sense for me to start than by sincerely saying thank you. you know, thank you because this show has grown and has been supported by all of you. I mean, it, it was interesting. I sat down and again, I'm, I'm not one that ever looks at stats or downloads or like that's not why I do any of this it's why I don't have advertisers it's why again that's not what I'm 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 not obsessed with making sort of clickbait content but it it is interesting whenever you step back that you know so the show will turn four years next month so July of 2020 would be whenever it's four years old that that over that span it has gotten over over 700,000 downloads from over 160 countries 5,800 cities and I've spent zero dollars to make that happen and that's because of you. It's because of your support, because you have found this valuable, because you've opened yourself up, because you've been open to the process or listening or learning, whatever that is. And I'm always you know, just so blown away by how many people listen to the show and have written me. And it's always such an amazing and humbling experience to me to be able to know that, like I said, me sitting here talking to myself has had an effect or that an episode helps somebody. And all of that has been beyond anything I could have imagined. It has let me travel the world speaking. It's let me meet so many of you. It's, it has just been something, I, I don't know what. It, it's just, it's been more than I ever could have thought this could have been. And I'm not sharing this looking for sympathy. I'm not looking for people to kind of say, poor me or anything like that. I'm sharing it to simply continue to expose to everyone that is even because, again, if people want to label me an expert or whatever, I don't give a shit what the title is, right? Like whatever that is. And that to have this project at this milestone and to have these sort of struggles to what I live up to, what I think I need to be. And, and you know, and I'm so often find myself, even in spite of this, struggling like, I feel like I have come up short, that whatever I have done, it is never enough. That, And I think especially at a time in my career, whenever I also find myself 
just sort of unsure of what's next. Because I think whenever you hit a milestone like this, I think just like turning 20, 30, 40, 50, like there are those sort of markers where I think you sort of can't help but sort of wonder about where do we go from here. And, and even for me, you know, I've stepped away from being a head of design, being a creative director. And, you know, again, love where I'm at now, but know that, you know, before too long, I'm going to want an evolution and I'm not sure what that is. But I think that it's, it's that wanting and that feeling of coming up short that I want to make the focus of this episode. Because I, I think that in sharing the number of downloads and 160 countries and 5,800 cities is not a vanity metric for me, right? It is the fact that I think that a lot of people feel like what they are going through, myself included, you are sort of going through alone, that it is something that you are experiencing, is something that you are troubling with, is something that you are struggling with. And, and to me, what those numbers show is that what it is that I have talked about cuts across everybody. And I think that's one of the things that I've definitely discovered in talking to so many of you is that no matter your race, no matter your gender, your sexual orientation, where you live in the world that we all struggle with really similar things. I think because of our sort of built-in tribalism or geography or things like that, we will sort of isolate ourselves away or think that what we are going through maybe isn't part of the human condition, right? That, that in many cases, we don't see each other as people or as humans. We start to get very tribal. And again, I think that clearly then correlates to a lot of the issues that we're having now. But I think looking back over the journey and that growth, and, and again, I think even as this show has pushed me, to grow, to think differently, to try to evolve some things that I was just candidly, I, I wasn't right about. I was, I didn't think about it the right way. And, you know, for me to still, like I said, to feel like it wasn't enough and that I haven't done enough, that's what I want to talk about for this show, right? Because I, I think that for me, it, it's an evolution of some of the narratives. I, I think it's, it's sort of a lot of the things that we've talked about. This idea of sort of like chasing who we think we need to be. And I think in that journey, why so many of you who reach out to me feel like you keep coming up short. And why do we struggle with this? And, and that what is sort of built into the system, what is built into the structure that we exist in that really sort of brings that on and exacerbates it? Because, look, I think it's no secret that we all struggle with figuring ourselves out, right? We're trying to figure out our creative process, how to make peace with ourselves. And, and look, I think for me, again, you only have to look at the most popular episode in the history of the show – was episode 86 where I talked about making peace with yourself to improve your creativity. That doesn't feel like that happened by mistake. And that, you know, it felt like there was maybe more to explore on that subject. And I didn't think, you know, that in that, while I, I think that was a good first step, that I'm not sure I really hit the heart of the problem there. Because as I thought more about it, I kept coming back to one thought that felt like the real heart of what I think so many of us deal with in, in our personal lives, in, in our professional lives, that we seem to all be chasing, and again, me included, these invisible scripts that we can never measure up to, and that that chase is just derailing and just hurting too many of us. And, and when I say scripts, I mean this sort of like invisible series of life events and milestones that we all feel like we need to follow to be successful, to be happy, to be accepted, right? Like there, there's an order in which things have to be done. And if you deviate from that order, sort of scorn, judgment, and, and other sort of things from your peers in general society will follow. 
like, let me let me give you a few examples of that. I, I think you know, there's a very easy, easy and obvious one in our personal lives of that script where we were supposed to, you know, come from a happy family that we were supposed to go through and and be you know go through school and graduate from high school to go to college to be able to get out of college and immediately start your career. You need to find a significant other. You need to get married, have two and a half kids, buy the house, the car you know, be able to build this great life, be able to travel the world, retire and sort of live happily ever after, right? Like that's sort of the implied narrative that, you know, we get that pressure from our families, we get it from movies, we get it from books, like we're sort of, that's the sort of the constant reiteration of that is this invisible script of the steps you're supposed to be going through. And I think, you know, our career also has scripts that we're supposed to follow as well, where you're supposed to kind of go through and find whatever your lifelong pursuit is in, in college, if not before, right? Like somehow, in that moment, you're supposed to know what that is. You go to college to, to be able to study that. You focus on it. You go out. You start to get internships. You get a junior position that, oddly, somehow all junior positions seem to require three to five years experience. I still do not understand what the hell is apparently supposed to happen between zero and three. But according to every job description, I, I don't know what. You just go wander the earth for three years or something. I don't know what happens. But then you work your way up the ladder. You get a leadership position. You start to lead other people. You grow your team. You grow your ego. You keep going and going. And then, to, you know, to the point where, again, you've achieved enough success that it is deemed acceptable for you to just sort of slowly, you know, move to a smaller town, take a smaller position, and then just sort of, like, figure out at what point do you want to be done. Any deviation from these scripts, right, is met with judgment, imposter syndrome, guilt, self-doubt, frustration, and so much more in all of us. And I think I fall victim to these the same as anyone else. Whatever I do, it, it doesn't feel right. It never feels like it's enough. And, and for me, the imposter syndrome and almost the hypocrisy feels like, you know, whenever you're talking about being a crazy one, when you're talking about doing these things, but yet you feel like you are struggling to live up to that. Welcome to imposter syndrome. And, and I think that that for me is, is again, something that I've struggled with. I think even in creating the show, because even the longer the show has gone on, the more I have struggled with it because there is something incredibly privileged and easy about doing this because I am able to talk about things in theory. I should tell you what you should do. I can tell you how things should run. You can, and again, I think anybody who is, you know, an expert or in this sort of position it does often does that, right? Because we aren't into the specifics. And in many cases, whenever you're devoid of the reality, devoid of the results, devoid of the process, this is really damn easy. Because you can just sort of like find the heart of whatever it is and talk about it. And I think, you know, that's the hard part for me. And I think, you know, again, if you listen to the show for any amount of time, I've talked about my struggles to figure out how to be happy. And, you know, and, and look, I don't think that this should be turning into a parade but I also don't feel like it should be such a crushing feeling of like you always come up short and and I think that that's the thing for me is this the chase and repeating these broken narratives are just exhausting and demoralizing and it's one that you can never win because the reality is that those scripts and those expectations are bullshit right because I think when you start to pull those scripts apart and really look at them you see how they make no damn sense because no one's life ever follows any of them, but it is amazed by how many of us are ruled by them. Like, but that's the thing, right? For me is that, again, all I know to do is, is to use myself as an example in this moment that, you know, people think 
whatever it is. I built a good career or I did some interesting work. I still don't necessarily understand what the hell happened, I guess. Right. I don't, I don't understand. I don't, that's why I said, I, I still struggle with it like anybody else, but, but let's just pull the steps apart. Shall we? That again, like I said earlier in the show, I grew up working in my dad's advertising agency. I went to college to study something that was called computer graphics, which nobody had ever heard of because computer animation and digital hadn't really happened yet. I then went to work in computer animation, went back to advertising, left advertising to go work in-house at a hotel company, which went there for nine years, then went to a bank, then went to a SaaS company. All the while, writing a blog, recording a podcast, becoming a public speaker, and producing this new YouTube channel. Right? Like, none of those were a part of my kind of core skill set. That at any point, whenever I looked at the script of what it is I should be doing, the next step never would have made sense. And if you ask somebody, you know, to give you career advice, nobody, no one, nobody is going to say to go through those steps to get to where this has landed. No one would look back on their career and be able to say the same thing. None of you would be able to look back and say, oh yeah, that's the advice that I would give somebody. But I think that, you know, concepts like success or genius or like any of these sort of things that are, that are terms of accomplishment I really have come to understand and embrace are terms that only exist in hindsight because it's only after it works it's only after it does something it's only after it turns into something then it is deemed as a success which often then means that I think you know we live we live in this very sort of complicated existence and it's complicated by the fact that in the moment when you are doing all of these things, it pretty much never feels like something that is going to be successful. So much of my career felt like a risk, a mistake, a detour. And it was only when I looked back or after it launched that then we could have the conversation about how it worked. Whenever there were so many of those things, whenever I left advertising to go in-house, everybody told me it was a mistake. Why would you go work for a hotel company? Why would you do this? This doesn't make any sense. The same thing whenever I went to a bank, whenever I went to a SaaS company, whenever I started writing, whenever I started doing this, right? Like somebody always had an opinion. And in many cases, it was because what I did and what we all do doesn't follow these ridiculous scripts. And that's why it feels like a risk, a mistake, a detour, and so many of these things. Because the other full truth, right? Like again, full transparency on my career is that it isn't just the path that I took, but some of the other things that happened along the way. And these are the things that we never talk about, right? Because we don't like to admit them, let alone publicly, because somehow we feel like it is a deviation from that script. And again, judgment, scorn, and things like that will rain down. For me, things like I've lived in an apartment for months with no power because I couldn't pay the bills. I moved to another city to follow a job for a company that went bankrupt. I got evicted because I couldn't pay the bills. I had to live off like Taco Bell and Saks Potatoes because it was the only thing I could afford at that time selling my CDs. You know, whenever I did get a job, the guy that I was living with completely screwed me over because as we both suddenly started getting money, he decided he was going to move back to New York, completely left me holding the eviction notice, the bills, all of that, and completely left and screwed me over on that. Then as I kind of went on in life, whenever I could pay those bills, that I often would only do it because of I don't know what, like whenever things would get shut off, when the power got shut off, time to pay the bill, and the cable got shut off, time to pay the bill, like for somehow that was my measure of whenever things needed to get done. 
again, I, like I said, I've taken jobs. Nobody's understood. I did things that few people have supported and so much more. But I've never talked about any of that. And I, and I think that's also my failing in this. I think that, you know, for me, that, that I don't want to contribute to what I think often is what surrounds these scripts is that the scripts to me probably are almost more like what I would describe them as like success porn. Because it's when, you know, we move away, right? It, it's it's it, whenever we're, we tell these stories, we leave things out. We lie about how we felt, what the experiences were, what the stresses, the risks, and the things that were a part of the real journey. And whenever we leave them out, then everybody else who is experiencing those things, who is going through those struggles, who is doing that sort of stuff, feels like either one, they can't talk about it, or two, that you didn't experience it. And whenever you didn't experience it, that then again, they feel like the other, the outsider, the one who doesn't measure up. But I, I think that in many cases, by doing that and by giving into our feelings and coming up short against those invisible scripts, we stop ourselves from finding the things that we most need. I, th I think it's the things that we've tried to most explore in this first 100 episodes. Confidence, experience, growth, some measure of personal and professional success. Because they lie on the other side of these journeys, of those struggles. They lie in the rejection of those scripts. Because that's the thing. Like, no, you're, you're not successful by being like everybody else. And again, I think, you know, that's, that to me, I, I think has been the interesting dichotomy in the psychology of the world over the last few months is that because of COVID, that seems like because of the layoffs, because of working from home, because of all of that, it robbed so many people of their voices, of their uniqueness, of trying to stand out, that they they were just trying to recover and cope and and really sort of went back to almost like a base generic state, followed in such short proximity. As we look at the global protests about what is going on in our society and about what has to change, what we all have just sort of tolerated for too long, to be able to truly see people using their voices, embracing that individuality, embracing that individual power, in a really, like, just such an incredible collective way. And, you know, but it, even in then, it's been interesting and, for me, somewhat disheartening to see how many people have felt like there was a script to how you needed to be outraged, a script to how, you know, you needed to deal with these moments. I was sort of shocked that a number of people, because... My reaction in this is that there is a lot that I do that is not for public consumption, right? There are things that I do because it is the right thing to do, and I am really thought a lot less about a lot of people who seem to be using COVID and even using the Black Lives Matter movement to get followers or to do things like that. And for me, it was not a moment whenever I felt like I had the expertise to be able to speak up on this. It is not a moment whenever I felt like that that was the forum of sort of screaming into the void of social media where I wanted to participate in that. And that I wanted to do it other ways. And it was amazing to me the number of people because since I didn't adhere again to the script that they thought I should be doing, I got some really interesting, we'll use the word interesting, emails, tweets, people who reached out sort of belittling me because they, you know, just assumed that since I wasn't outraged in the way that they were outraged, that that somehow meant that I was somehow apathetic, that I wasn't acting, that I wasn't doing anything like that, right? That they, they made 
a real assumption to that. And, and to me, just sort of further cemented how in every case we seem to find these default scripts. And again, I'm not, I don't, I'm not getting into what I've been doing. I'm not getting, again, like I said, there's a lot of what I do that's not for this. Because there's a lot of, for me, that I think it, it comes down to real action. It comes down to what it is you actually do. The world is full of people, you know, who are heavy on tweets and short on action. And, you know, again, like I said, I, I think I, I try. I, I know that I come up short, but I try not to be one of those people. But, but uh, you know, for me, that, those have been the themes with this. The themes around leadership, around creativity, around career development, and, and even self-acceptance. And, and for me, I think, like, let's just press into those and break down and look at those themes a little bit more about how do we understand, I think, the scripts that, that really sort of drive us in these areas. Understand what they are and, and then understand sort of how do we start to fight and kind of kill them off because it is this thing where we, we live in a structured world. Companies have structure. The world has structure. Education has structure. But it's when we sort of become blinded by and a little bit too dependent on it that we get into trouble. So let's, let's start with creativity. Because, again, I think, you know, creativity is something at its heart, and, and this is the conflict for many of us, that it is very personal. And yet we are trying to do a personal act, a, a personal expression inside of, in many cases, a corporate and team environment. No matter what it is you do, right? I'm not just only talking about design. If you do anything, that is what you're trying to do. And, you know, so for most of us, we are trying to understand that process. And so as we look at the evolution of the script to the individual, the script starts with we start by copying work, right? We start start by, you know, we, we copy the, the work of the people we admire. We, we use that as sort of a basis to be able to start to do that. And then often in many cases, we start to find our own voice, our own way of working. We start to we come through that struggle, and out of that is born confidence, is born insight, is, is the start of our own voice. But the problem here, again, is that as we start to step away from that script, what do we do? We start to worry that if we stand out, that we're not going to be accepted, that we're not going to be successful, that that feeling of loneliness and sort of going against the herd, against the pack, against those sort of things. And, and we get comfortable with that doubt. We get comfortable with, with not standing out. And the thing is, though, that it is, I would argue, a coping mechanism. We want to do that. Yet it is, again, the, the pressure of what we feel like we should be doing, the pressure to look like everybody else, to be like everybody else, to sort of go through the steps that everybody else does, or that, again, these corporate structures tell us that we need to do, that we try and to start to buy into. But just like any coping mechanism, as we go through this, it starts to break down. And the frustration grows. Until we start to question, what are we doing wrong? Where did I go wrong? Why am I not happy? A lot of these sort of things start to creep in. And that then becomes a real issue. But I think that's the part of it for me. I think this, this is the heart of these sort of issues or why the issue around self-acceptance was the most popular episode. Because we know who we want to be. It's just how do we find the courage to do it? How do we find the courage to have that creative voice? And for me, if you want to start to kill these and to kill those scripts, there's a few things that you need to focus on. Focus on self-awareness. Pay attention to who you are. What do you do when things work well? What do you do when things don't work well? How do you start to pay attention to your process? How do you have good ideas? What are you doing? How, you know, what are those sort of things? And no, it's going to be unique to you. But start to pay attention to that. Invest in yourself and understand that also these are issues that are going to, unfortunately, 
mostly be lifelong things because who you are is going to evolve. So, so much of that success in killing that script is also going to come down to work ethic, not talent. Because that's the thing, is that always working to better yourself instead of relying just on your talent or wanting for an opportunity to come along or to leave it up to other people, your boss, your team, those sort of things isn't going to get it done. That it really is about, are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Are you willing to stand up, to have that voice, to do those things, to knowing that it is going to be easier not to? It's going to be easier to not talk about this. It's going to be easier to ignore this stuff. It's going to be easier to kick the can down the road. But that's the thing is that, you know, especially when it comes to creativity, whenever it comes to things where, again, the way we do it, probably much more than a lot of other professions, does not come down to a script. Because, again, this isn't like we're turning out widgets or I don't know what would be like a completely automated sort of life path. I don't know that they exist, but... Some are more than others, and I think this is why we struggle. And that sort of then is that bridge then into our career development. Because here again, so much of us, the script is that we show up trying to be who we think everybody wants us to be. Our career grows. And, you know, as we move on, we because we are struggling with our creativity, that doubt in who we are, in that maybe we are doing things that are yielding good results, but we just don't like what they become. Maybe we do. But, you know, that, that doubt starts to grow a little bit louder. We cope with that doubt by trying to, to honestly to, like, fit in and to be like the other people at work, to try to be like, what is that employee? There's that, like, again, prototypical script. What do we think that needs to be? We chase the image of that person and who that person is and, and what we think to, that really is. But being that other person becomes exhausting, and we continue to question, again, what are we doing wrong? This is why 70% of the leaders I coach are in therapy. This is why, again, that issue around self-acceptance and making peace with yourself was the most popular because we've all gotten so trapped up in chasing this, again, this impossible standard, in chasing who we think it is we need to be, that we're missing who we actually are. And that's the thing, right? Is, and you see it. All you have to do is start to look at portfolios, start to look at resumes, start to actually ask people what makes them different. It's amazing how many people can't answer it. It's amazing how many people's resumes are just where they went to work and and where they went to school, and that's it. This is not, we are giving into this system too much. We need to understand what sets us apart and to build our brand around that. And again, by brand, I mean What makes you different? What do you bring to the table? This is not about your typeface or your logo or any of that shit, right? Like it's about who are you? Who is the person that I am hiring? How do you stand out? What do you bring to the table? And here again, by taking that stand, it is terrifying because you aren't like everybody else. And that's the thing is that in the moment when we are trying to accomplish something, when we want to move on to that next step, it's amazing how many of us seem to do that by being generic. It makes no sense when you step back from it. But here again, that invisible script and that pressure just is so predominant in the way that we think. That again, know that your path is 100% going to be different from everybody else. Do not get caught up in what somebody else is doing. Like copy the hustle, copy the investment, copy what it is they do, but the path is going to be unique to you. But also be authentic to who you are and make sure that is what drives your career. Because if not... 
you will bounce from job to job trying to be a different person at every one of them feeling increasingly lost and increasingly frustrated as you try to, again, live up to whatever it is their standard is, when the reality is also when you look at it, that is not what they are going to reward. You know, and look, that let me, you know what, let me put an asterisk on that and let me correct it. Most of the time, the good companies will not reward that. Like, and I've said this before, there are more than enough companies out there where you can have a very viable career on doing not much more than hitting deadlines and kissing ass, right? So in the wrong situations, yes, by being that can get you rewarded. But that's why I've left so many companies because that's not what I wanted. Those aren't the people I want to be. I don't want to work at a company where that's what they reward. And also, almost 100% of the time, whenever I see them, the companies that do that are the ones that are struggling the most. Because they, if that's what it is they reward, then all of a sudden they can't figure out why they're more creative and they aren't more innovative. It's not a mystery to figure it out. But that thing of being authentic to who you are, to understand that that is your power, damn it, if we're 100 episodes in and that isn't sinking in, like, I just don't know what to say. Because that's the thing, is is that last piece of self-acceptance. And that's the hard part in all this, right? Again, that's why we're going to write books on creativity and self-help and all this stuff until the world ends. Because there's not an answer. The answer is inside of you. And too many of us don't believe that. We believe that we need somebody else. We need somebody to tell us what to do. We need to be somebody else. We need to follow this script, Right? Whenever the thing is, is that it's that ability to make peace with and understand ourselves. The frustration that is generated by our struggle with creativity and the doubt that has been created throughout our careers, compounded with this self-acceptance, is insane. We chase trying to fit in and make sense of ourselves, and we never look or feel like anybody else. We are comparing our insides to everybody else's outsides. And it is a comparison we are never going to win or feel good about. But it's also up to all of us to have more honest conversations, to not give in to acting like and advertising and trying to be these scripts. Again, we're part of the problem because we keep perpetuating it. I have been a part of the problem in the way that I've talked about some of this stuff. I fully recognize that. And so I said, this is why I'm so struggling right now to even sit here and record this. Know that your childhood, your education, your career, your insecurities, your journey through the world is unique to you. But know that those things are your strength because they give you a unique perspective, a unique creative process, a unique voice. And and all of that can be captured in who you are, in your brand, in the voice that you put out to the world. But you have to make peace with it. You have to accept it. You, you have to turn that into your strength. And I know that is so much easier said than done. Because at any moment, we're susceptible to that. At any moment, we're susceptible to that script coming back in, to suddenly feeling really self-aware, right? Of, of sort of suddenly being, being really aware that we're being different. And it's hard. I... <laughs> There's some days I just wish I was more like everybody else or that I was happier or this made more fucking sense or that I knew what more of the answers were. Like, why am I so good at talking to everybody else and continue to try, you know, struggle to figure out my way through the world? I don't I don't know. I don't have the answer to it. I'm trying to do better at taking my own advice. I'm trying to be better at that. But but for me. It is that struggle for self-acceptance to fight that imposter syndrome, 
to understand our creative process and so much more. And, and I think that that's as we try to figure out, or I guess, as I try to figure out this first hundred episodes, there's a simple thought that I keep coming back to. And there's a simple thing that I keep trying to remind myself of as we go through this, as we try to make sense of this and try to make sense of working in new ways of figuring out how to be better people, of being better leaders, of having more of an impact on the world, of, of rejecting these just insane scripts that have just built up and be, just gotten to a place where the weight of them has just become crushing. That I think the thing that I keep coming back to and trying to remind myself is that being yourself, and I mean really being yourself, to really accept who you are. And, and, and I say this knowing that I'm in the most privileged perspective of anybody. And there are so many people that are dealing with so much more that I've never I've never had to take on or, or to look at, but that being yourself is almost a courageous and defiant act anymore. I wish that wasn't the case. And that we celebrated the process and the struggle and we celebrated everyone's uniqueness and that, you know, it, you know, that everyone is on a unique path. As, as people, we seem to want to gravitate to this pack mentality where we celebrate the success of those people who are the crazy ones. Right? We celebrate the success of the people who step out to do those sort of things. But often we do so little to help them. And we do so little, you know, to help them find that success. And that, you know, we sort of rely on them to have the inner strength to do it on their own. I think even as we look at the culture, as we look at the racial divides and things like that, only now are we starting to see that this is a human problem. It's not somebody else's problem because the color of their skin is different. It, it's not, again, it, it's a lazy and ignorant way of looking at this. And I, I think that even as you listen to these shows on your own, I think it's hopefully, and again, as I look at everybody who's found their way to this show, I, I try to take comfort in maybe what this has helped people do is to know that, that they're not alone. As I've started to do more of these office hours and these conversations and, and coaching, the more that I've seen that, that we are all the same and what it is we struggle with, just on a base layer, on a creative layer, we definitely layer in issues around race, around gender, around sexual orientation, around a lot of other things that make these issues much harder for some of us. But I, I think that it's up to us to be willing to be more vulnerable, to step out into the bigger world to see how much support we have and to try to change these scripts, to, to really get rid of them, to burn them down, to stop buying into them, to stop propagating them, to stop falling victim to them and feeling guilty of them, right? That I, I hope that there is, there is some sense of community in listening to this show. I, I see it. I feel it, that there is a community here and that, Again, that spirit is sort of hopefully what we can translate into something that can create change and that that can come from all of us. But I think it also is for all of us. For me is the one who is creating this, is you who is the one who is listening to this. To, to also sort of realize that it is a problem of you and us. You in how do you find that confidence and that strength to to 
to be able to lift your voice up, to be a part of the change in whatever way that is. Like I said, whether that's in your career, whether it's in society, there's a, there's those voices are needed in a lot of places right now. And, and again, I think whenever we're willing to do that, when we're listening to other people, willing to be vulnerable, willing to have honest conversations, you know, willing to just listen. I think that a lot, I hope, can come out of that. And again, I think especially at a time whenever a lot of this can feel bigger than all of us, when we may not know how to start a conversation, when we may not know, you know, where do we go with this? But that's why I said is just that awareness of that we don't need to have the answers, that there isn't a right way of being able to do this, that the right way is to step up and try. The right way is to, to have that bias towards action. The right way is is to start to invest and to do something differently and to, to doing those things, right? That's the right way. Not, uh, and there's, there's not a script to that. Because whatever that is, whatever that's going to look like, we don't know. You don't know. I can't predict it. But I think that's the only thing we can predict and the only thing we can control is what we want to do and how do we want to show up. And I, I don't know. I don't know where the show goes from here. I don't know. As I said, I mean, you know, obviously it's clearly there's some there's, there's some stuff that I'm working through, you know, as doing this as well. And, and like I said, I think, you know, for me, it's just it's trying to share that conversation. And again, I, I wish this wasn't I wish this wasn't one way. I wish I could have done this on stage. I wish we could have done this as a conversation. I wish some of those other things. And again, I'm trying to put things in place to allow more of these conversations to happen, to create more of this support, to create more funding for ideas and for people who have this sort of stuff. But I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's funny to me to have gone through all this and sort of never felt less like you knew what the answer was going to be. But maybe that's the point in all this. You know, is that, you know, as we look at everybody else, as we look at those people who we have admired or where, again, that idea of the crazy ones came from, they they didn't have the answer when they did it. And as only as we look back on what they've done, does it feel like that it was sort of what they were able to accomplish. So I don't know. I, I wish I had a better snappy wrap up or something like that. But that's what I said is I think, you know, for me, that's all I know to say is thank you. Thanks for listening to the to the show over the you know this nearly four year span. Thanks for supporting it. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for thinking that I had any sort of answers and sort of going through this. And you know, like I said, I think it's just you know I, I've said it for ninety nine shows, and I'm going to say it again now that for me, I've always said you know that time is really the only real luxury any of us have. I think hopefully recent events have made us appreciate. And understand how precious that time is. That's why I always said it really is the only real luxury any of us have. Because it's not, it's not guaranteed. It's not, it's what we make of it that makes the difference. It's easy to let it slip through. It's easy to let it just sort of pass by without much going on. But it's, it's up to us to figure out how do we make it impactful? And how does it make a difference? So for the 100th time, Thank you so much for your time, and as always, stay crazy.